0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. This week we have the lovely Sarah Howrigan, a nature therapy practitioner who is here today to share all about her work, her connection to nature and her aim to get people back outside connected to the earth and improving their mental health. So Sarah, would you like to give us a little intro to you and your work?
1: Hi thank you so much for having me it's lovely to be on the podcast I've listened to the last few episodes and yeah it's just great to hear about people getting out and about to nature that's what I'm all about so I run a business called Nature Therapy Ireland And just as you said, the whole aim of it is just to help people reconnect or even remember their connection to nature for the benefit of their health and well-being. My background is in research and psychology, so it's really important for me to do work that is grounded in evidence-based practice and research. So how I do that is through forest bathing walks, nature connection hikes, and lots of different nature-based events so that I can make it as accessible and inclusive to as many people as possible.
0: Wow, thank you so much. And did this road um, connecting to nature start at a young age, like were you always into it or did it just come later in life?
1: Yeah, so I was lucky enough to grow up in the beautiful Irish countryside. Um, I'm literally staring out out my window at it here now. Um, I spent a lot of my childhood outdoors, hiking and camping. I was always involved in scouts as a kid and a teenager. Um, So that was kind of where I felt most at home always. So nature connection was something that was just innate in me. It was subconscious um, and it was every day. Pretty much. So I then, as we often all do, I moved away from home. I went to college in Cork and The college life just kind of ran away with me a little bit. My extracurricular activities kind of dropped off and yeah, I just ended up studying during the week, going out on the weekends and then that trickled into my life. I moved to Dublin and did a master's, I was up in Dublin for eight years and it was the same story. I worked a nine to five job, Monday to Friday, living for the weekends and kind of not really feeling passionate about anything in particular this kind of led to a point where I was in a job that I was, just not happy in whatsoever. Um, and I got to the point where I was like, Okay, like what am I passionate about anymore? I don't really know. So it was in Dublin and I decided to rejoin scouts as a leader um up in Walkinstown. And I think within the first maybe month or so, I was camping with them up in the Dublin Mountains. This like light bulb moment where I was like, Okay, this is what I'm missing. I'm missing being outdoors, waking up in a tent. Connecting to nature, spending time with people away from screens and phones and bit the busyness of the city. And um, so I loved that. I was like, okay, this is the thing that I've been missing. Um, so still really unhappy in my job, but I was like, okay, I'm adding in stuff now that I that makes me feel really good. So then. That was with kids. Obviously, I was doing it as a volunteer. The kids were like age 11 to 15, there, thereabouts. Got on really well with the leaders and all the rest. Really loved it. But I was like, I kind of want to find some sort of space to do this in with my peers. So I'm sure you've heard of the amazing Mel McDermott from Gals Gone Wild. Yes. You know her well. She's she's great. So I found Gals Gone Wild in January of 2018. and by the April I was like okay this girl is living my dream (laughs) how do I do a job like this I hate my office job I feel so unhappy my mental health wasn't doing so good and I was like okay what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go on one of the hikes with Gals Gone Wild for anybody that doesn't know it's a outdoor female adventure group that does all different types of outdoor pursuits and it's amazing check it out and I was like I'm gonna go on one of these a month for the year just to like do a bit of self care, do something that I feel passionate about. And yeah, by the April, I was like, okay, I need to change something about my life. I feel better on these events with Gals Gone Wild than I do in my day to day in my job. And that's not the balance isn't swinging right there for me whatsoever. That it should be the other way around, or ideally, not have something that you're hating every day. So uh, that was April 2018. And by the August, I was actually working for Mel. So I actually trained up as a, I did my mountain skills training and I was working for her as a mountain leader at, at the weekends from the August. So I was working my five days a week in the office and working for Mel two days a week at the weekend. And I did that seven day week for about a year. Uh, so it was crazy. <laughs> but I was not going to be giving up the part at the weekend. Like that was my favorite part of the week. So. It was hard, but I just loved it. I started to figure out that maybe this trajectory that I've been on my whole life with, uh, I was quite, quite studious in school, quite academic. Maybe I can step off this. Like if Mel can do it and, you know, through, uh, through Gals Gone Wild, I was meeting lots of other like-minded people who were in similar positions. And um, I was like, if, if they can do it, why can't I do that? I, I want to do that. So that was, yeah, I kind of did that for that whole year and I decided to leave my job that I was in. It wasn't a great situation. It was kind of a toxic work environment and I decided to take up part-time work three days a week and then work for Mel the other two or three days, whatever, um, whatever it, way it was working out. So fast forward a little bit of time then I started to think like my background is in psychology and research. So I started to think okay, there has to be a way for me to merge my background in psychology and research with the outdoors. There has to be something. And this is years ago. So this is before any of these like buzzwords were kind of in the mainstream in Ireland, like forest bathing or forest therapy or nature-based therapy. This was a while ago. And um, so I hadn't even heard of any of this. And I was really starting to see on the trails when I was working as a mountain leader that wow like these women are finding a lot of healing on these events and you know it's not just a hike it's not just meeting other people there's actually a lot more depth to it and how how can I add to that or how can I make that my own so yeah I found this whole sphere that's going on internationally of nature-based therapies which means that nature is the therapist. So that's why I'm a nature therapy practitioner. Nature is the therapist. I'm the guide or the practitioner. And yeah, it just went from there. I discovered this whole new, really exciting field. Um, And yeah, here I am today. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
0: it's amazing. And that is where we find our balance and our connection and who we are again, because our life is so, the life, the lives we've built in the society so fast and crazy like the demands of especially people I see with big families like it's the demands I see are just it's crazy um like I only have a few things relying on me and you know they're not like screaming babies or school runs or sports and like it's so important for the people who live so fast to get back there Um, And so would you find that like your activities say they help people to just ground again in themselves and come back to who they are? Or does it take them a while to actually find that place of grounding?
1: It varies a lot. Um, You're going to find people at all ends of the scale of connection to nature. Some people will find it really intimidating and really scary to like step away from this fast paced convenient connected world we live in where there's always a screen either in our hand or in front of us and then you'll have people who it's always been a part of their life and they're delighted to step into this role in maybe a little bit of a new space and in the middle then you have lots of people who I always say to all my groups I don't need to teach you nature connection I just need to help you remember it because in Ireland we're really lucky there's nature very close to nearly everybody even in our capital city we have phoenix park we have dublin bay like the sea swimmers and hikers the dublin mountains you know our capital city even still has a lot of access to nature so um i think it's a really beautiful practice to share with people it's skills that i can teach you that you can take away with you and integrate into your week and there's lots of different examples of invitations that i would give to people and one being just to choose a sit spot a sit spot either on your balcony if you're in the city in a gar in your garden in your local urban park if you're lucky enough to live in the countryside you know, it could be in a field, on a mountain, in a forest, like whatever feels good, wherever you can access it, just return to this this spot for 15 minutes once a week and build it up from there. And that's a really kind of simple way that you can start just adding a bit of nature connection practice into your days and then your weeks and then your months. And over time, this will have an amazing impact on the years to come.
0: And in this sit spot, if somebody is uncomfortable to sit and be with the mind, is there a way that they can reduce that anxiety maybe or that discomfort? Yeah,
1: so that's a really good point. I think the beauty of nature connection practice is that I think that the buzzwords of like mindfulness and meditation can be really intimidating for some people who might not practice that like that or who are coming to it fresh. And I think the beauty of nature connection practices similar to say for forest bathing for example it's really structured so when you're out in the forest with me I'm giving you invitations I'm telling you what to do and how to do it and of course you can do that in your own way and interpret it in whatever way that you want um but yeah it's a it's really guided structured practice so say for example if people were going to their sit spot um, they can just tune into their senses so you can literally sit for a couple of minutes tune into your breath tune into each of your senses in turn really tune into what you're noticing in nature you don't have to be thinking am I meditating am I doing it right all you have to do is tune into your senses really kind of settle yourself in your in the natural surroundings end with a few deep breaths and you can build on it from there build on it from there yeah that's what I would say
0: Mm, yeah definitely um because I know we can sit down like you know, the modern days, like sit down with the TV and zone out, but we can actually sit in nature too and just observe and equally zone into another,
1: mm. you
0: know, place
1: of the brain where we are in awe, you know? Absolutely. Like only this weekend, I had some events in Phoenix park and the first day I had two events on the Saturday and it was sun splitting the stones. It was amazing. Such a beautiful day in the forest. And the next day it was pouring rain like I've never done an event in that heavy rain before and still 11 people showed up they came along they gave it their all and there's one part of the of a forest bathing walk where we go quite slowly I guide you we walk through the forest we explore different textures or I give you a different invitation and I in my head was like oh they're going to be rushing through this because it's raining and this group like they just really immerse themselves in it I couldn't get them to come back they were loving it and I think there's something in that in our busy lives our modern world as adults we don't really take the opportunity to just stop and step off whatever path we're on and have invite in a bit of play get your hands dirty, sit on the ground. You know, I think it's really important for us to invite that back in. Um, And that's the joy of this work, that it's accessible to most people. Um, Like I do some events and stuff online as well. If nature isn't accessible to you, if it's hard for you to get outdoors, and there's there's ways for all of us to do this and I think for me it's really important to base all of this on research and evidence-based practice I know this is a really heart-centered role as well but for me I think I like to know that everything that I'm helping you guiding you in doing it actually has a lot of science behind it which is really exciting
0: yeah, friendly of the people who don't like the woohoo stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it's great to have a bit of science there, like you know. Um, but I'm just thinking even about the soil. Like I always tell people about the soil when they're stressed, get their hands in the soil, you get the bacteria, yep. the serotonin. Um, I don't know. You've probably read about the whole how it's they made, made how they made Prozac and stuff off the soil's chemistry, and yeah. like it's insane. And people, their mouths are just
1: like. What? Can't believe that. I'm going to put my hands in the soil now. Yeah. <laughs> put it on your face put it everywhere <laughs> and like it's the same in the forest you know in the forests um the best way to describe it is kind of like the trees are emitting essential oils all the time I'm sure you know this case so they're what they emit is called something called phyton sides you can imagine it almost like an essential oil diffuser where the phyton sides are going into the atmosphere but we can't see them but we're breathing them in when we're in, um, in amongst the trees and phyton sides are incredible like science has shown Time and time again, that they can actually reduce cortisol. So, cortisol is the hormone that makes you feel stressed. So, phytoncides can reduce that, meaning that it has a positive impact on mental health disorders, anxiety, depression. It's really interesting and exciting. Phytoncides can also improve your heart health. So, your cardiovascular health, they've been shown to be able to reduce your blood pressure and your pulse rate. And I suppose, really importantly, for the last two years that we've all experienced, sites can actually increase the production of natural killer cells and white blood cells that makes up your immune system so there's so much science there to show that literally being amongst the trees just being there and sitting there and taking it in is scientifically proven to be of huge benefit for your health and your well-being so like why not give it a try you know
0: mm, yeah and I, I was reading as well about um the trees, you know, because originate in Japan and all that. But I was reading about the different trees, which have the different properties, like the cypress, tr- the cypress tree, and like it's just insane. Like that's all, like all these, it's just amazing. You know, all these different trees have all different ways of helping us. And some help in different ways. Some help a bit more. Some have massive amounts of oils to give off and really exactly oils and.
1: Yeah. And like here in Ireland, you know, we don't have a huge amount of native tree coverage here. It's getting better. There's really cool projects happening all over the country where the people are replanting, which is really exciting. Um, but for us to be around native species in Ireland, if you're either Irish or living in Ireland, is so powerful and important. I'm sure you you yourself and people listening in will know like the Quilcha plantations where it's just all the evergreen trees and um, they wouldn't be as good to be doing forest bathing in. I mean, absolutely getting outdoors is great for you no matter what, but for you to be around native species is just incredible. And like, as you say, they all have different things to offer us. So yeah, it's really interesting and exciting. And I think, you know, these practices are something that can be shared widely. And I think I would love for them to be more community-based accessible to as many people as possible so yeah I'll see where this work takes me but that's kind of um something that's in my mind for the moment
0: yeah amazing um yeah I just love trees (laughs) I actually planted um like a a few hundred this year in different mm-hmm. places across the farm. And I I put some up like a hedgerow that a hedgerow that was kind of cut, I'd say years ago, you know, farming. Yeah. And I ended up putting trees back into it. And like, I looked at it now and there's like baby oaks that size. And I'm like, Amazing. oh my God, you're so cute. And I'm just, all oh, this gratitude that fills my body of like, like, I helped you and now you're helping me. And like, mm. if everybody could just put one bit of tree in the ground that has no leaves and to see the leaves come, like, the the human even though we don't know it on a, on a like a, a mind level like within us we we feel that connection like when I see those leaves I'm like oh my god like you were bare in a bag a few months ago with nothing and now you're there yeah. you've gotten sunlight and water and you're just beautiful
1: you know glowing It's amazing it really is and you know I see that in Phoenix Park like Phoenix Park in Dublin is just amazing I run events there monthly and to see these like ancient trees and then the little saplings beside them you know we talk about talk about a lot of my events i get people to like imagine the life cycle of a particular tree in the forest this can be like a stump or a dead branch or it can be an ancient oak or a sapling Um, and the conversations that come from that are so interesting you know like the length of time of some of them that they've been there and the you know the forest there is still growing and there's still new life happening even in death in the death (laughs) of the trees it's it's fascinating really is and i think it's such a beautiful way to ground yourself um and yeah as i say just helping people to remember this connection and to rediscover it is yeah it's a beautiful thing to be able to share with people mm,
0: definitely and even even when they do die like they still go on like the fungus come along yeah. they they have their time and it's just amazing isn't it
1: absolutely yeah it really really is
0: yeah And would you ever like I see some you know like those polypores that grow on the is it on the dead? Anyway, they do some of the breakdown or whatever. Would you have ever eaten or tried some of these bits being out in nature?
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to do like a foraging course some point soon I must check them out this is actually a brilliant time of year to do them so um no my knowledge about all of that could be greater so yeah I can't wait to like learn as much as I can from somebody but it's fascinating like I see I enjoy and appreciate them all out in the forest all the time but um yeah I'd love to have a bit more yeah. knowledge around that and
0: even like the symbiosis of the fungus and the tree you know oh, it's
1: amazing yeah like the the like a forest is a community, you know, um and they you know no one tree stands alone um and yeah, I mean, I could talk about this forever, but uh, it's just so interesting how they communicate through the fungi and protect each other, and yeah it's it's really fascinating.
0: And the more we see that and understand that we can understand like, Oh, we're meant to be in community too. And we shouldn't be isolated. Like we need to be connected. Like, and for me physically as well, like the online thing is fine, but like physically needing to be around people, you know, and not getting isolated for too long, especially in the
1: winter. Absolutely. And like, you know, I think my business probably wouldn't exist without social media and the internet. So I'm really grateful to it for that. But Yeah. Wow. I think the disconnection that we're all experiencing is major and to just reach out and join some sort of community, you know, it doesn't have to be Nature Therapy Ireland. It doesn't have to be whatever. But as you say, it's just so important for us to feel connected to other people and to something and to have something that makes us feel passionate or excited or interested in is. I know for me, my mental health was struggling at its most when I just felt like I had no Nothing that like lit a spark inside of me, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and refinding that feeling part of a community, being outdoors, connecting to nature. It was my medicine. And that's in compliment to other things. That's in compliment to like therapy. That's in compliment to going hiking to get exercise. That's in compliment to me doing my own work. But I think, yeah, that was honestly pivotal for me in kind of finding my way back to myself for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Yeah. If I'm ever off balance, like I just go, I'm straight out, like I don't go, I'm straight out there into the ground, up the tree, climbing, whatever, <laughs> and I'll hug it and yeah. I'll cry and I'll get it out or jump in the sea. Like, yes. you know, there's been times even if I have experienced anxiety or going through something, whatever it is, a breakup or whatever, like, and I I might mm-hmm. even jump in the sea a few times that day, like, and they'd be taking, they'd be mocking me
1: at the beach because they're like, what, what what number is this? Is this your fifth swim today? Amazing. One of my friends (laughs) described um, (laughs) one of my friends described wild water swimming to me once as washing your brain, and I like I love that description. Like that's exactly what it is for me. It literally washes the thoughts out of my brain. I love it, and I'm fairly inland here now. I left Dublin over a year ago to move back to the countryside. I'm here on the border of Tipperary and Waterford, and I'm not like that close to the beach anymore. I mean, in Dublin, I was probably 40 minutes as well, but I'm about like a 40, 45 minute drive here. So I swim in rivers and lakes more often. Um, but yeah, I just love it. There's something so cleansing about swimming in wild water. I think it's amazing.
0: Total um, total reset, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Then I find, I don't know for you now, because you spend time in both kind of um systems. Do you find... The trees do something different for you than the ocean or the water or the river?
1: Yeah, I would describe being in the forests as just so incredibly grounding and then being in the sea as incredibly cleansing they're like my two and if i have both of those within a month a few times within a month i feel balanced i feel good and i i just know myself if i feel any sort of way out of balance and i just go to nature it doesn't really even matter what it is or where it is if i just go to nature I'll feel better like no matter what. And I feel really grateful to have discovered that. Um, I know some people don't throughout their whole lives they might not find that this is a coping skill that you can learn and you can use and it's free and you know great I would love you to come along to my events I would love for you to join a community somewhere but this is actually something that every a lot of people can do most people can do so and it's a Um, real healthy coping skill you know yeah, for sure. And as I said before like in complement to other things, I'm not here trying to tell you that forest bathing is a band-aid to fix every ailment. It's not. It's just a beautiful way for you to add to what you might already be doing for yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like and I'd even I don't know does your I'd say your body, well, my body, anyone's body, we'd build up some kind of adaptation because like if I go I don't miss a day without going in the ocean. If I go a day without it, I'm like, oh my God. Like, uh, like even this morning, I was like, it's very cold. And I was like, yeah, I actually don't want to go in today. And I would never, ever really have that thought. Maybe, Mm. maybe actually just before menstruation, I might get that thought of, "Mm, don't want to go in. But I still do it. And I am listening to my body, but it's also my mind. And I'm like, no, we're still going in. And just that, that cleanse and just, diving and i don't know it's just like oh it's just amazing and just to be at one with nature like isn't mm. it but i find yeah. the trees are very like um more like masculine energy or something and then yeah. the ocean i find gets me very like light and kind of excited and going out on surfboard and just having loads of fun and then the trees i find to get a bit more like into the ground and yeah
1: yeah 100%. So yeah like if there's anybody listening that's like doesn't feel like they have this connection at all to either the land or the sea or whatever way that you might interact with this like there's just so many ways to kind of start that um and reach reaching into it for yourself and it's a really exciting Place to be, and even if you feel really disconnected from nat- from nature now, it's a slow burn learning this practice. I think, um, and as I said, like choosing a sit spot is a brilliant way. But if that feels a little bit out of reach for you. And you live in a city, and you don't have a garden. Like I started this business with no garden. Uh, every window in my house looked down onto a wall. I couldn't even see a tree. Um, I like I started this outdoors business from that. So I get it. I I get like living in a city. Um, a brilliant thing to do is if you're walking to work and you work in an office and you're walking on concrete, literally step off the path for like. Two minutes. Start there and explore whatever it is with your senses. If it's a tree, pick a leaf. You know, touch the bark of the tree. Smell. See if you can take in any smells. Maybe not taste if you're walking through the city. Um, but see what you can take in through your sense of sight. You know, it's it can be that simple, that place to start, and you can build up then to like sea swimming or whatever. It doesn't have to be so immersive. And all the research tells us this, all the research tells us that it does not have to be a completely immersive experience. Like it's fascinating, even in hospitals, they're doing trials where if you're going in for a medical procedure, they will literally play nature sounds in the background and compared to control group who have no sound played they'll play like ocean sounds or forest sounds and the results are amazing like people are having less stressful experience they're recovering faster and um, like it's incredible so you don't you don't have to be like so connected to nature if that's something that feels a little bit intimidating for you right now. um there's also amazing research to show that simply having like photos behind your laptop when you're working of nature scenes you either take yourself, Google them, and um, print them out, and stick them up it increases your cognitive performance by like a significant percentage by just looking away from your laptop to a nature scene and back again so there's lots of different ways you can invite this in or like house plants or you know it's it's what I'm trying to say is like start start small you know start small and build up from there
0: yeah I remember learning about the biophilic design of like having plants around you and you're inhaling their you know, they're beautiful chemicals and it's like helping your lungs and it's helping the air around you and just seeing plants, you know
1: yeah and like even as you said earlier like caring for them like that's a huge oh, thing in it's itself
0: just, so I like bring, bring know, a plant
1: to awesome. your office bring a plant to the office print out some nature scenes stick them up in the office you know if you're somebody who listens to like white noise or brown noise in the background when you're working listen to like an eight hour track of the ocean like low instead like it, the results from stuff like this are incredible it's fascinating I love research I could talk about it all day and um, give us the stats Sarah <laughs> yeah, the stats. it's really it's really it's re, <laughs> It's really interesting. So I think like, yeah, there's there's a place for everybody to start this. And I was in a place where my mental health was suffering. I felt really disconnected from nature. I didn't even know I felt disconnected from nature. Um, And I started small and I built up and now I feel like it's a huge part of my life. It's my full time job. Like, I love it. But I do understand how like some people might feel that they're not in the space to be completely immersed in it yet. And as I said, all the research shows you don't need to do that to reap the benefits and rewards.
0: Mm, definitely, yeah. Um, and some an interesting question I would have is, what fascinates you most about nature?
1: Mm, good question. Um, I think what fascinates me most is how... Now that I'm really connected to nature, how much slower the seasons change than I thought before and that all the seasons are kind of happening at once. You know, I was sitting in the forest at the weekend and I could see years and years and years of pine needles that had like built up on the forest floor. So a lot of like death happening in the forest. Then I could see a couple of fallen autumn leaves from this year's autumn over on the bush like just across the way I could see blackberries growing and um, I could see a little sapling growing like you know out of my line of vision it's like everything is kind of happening at once and it's all perfectly imperfect Um, I am a Virgo I am was the biggest perfectionist ever when I was working in my corporate job to a fault it was actually like a big challenge for me where I wouldn't actually start a task because I was so scared of not doing it perfectly um, And now that my connection to nature has grown so much, anything you look at in nature is perfect and it's surviving and thriving or it's dying and it's providing nourishment for the next thing to come along. So I think the thing that interests me or fascinates me most about nature is just that cycle, the cycle of the seasons, the cycle of life, the fact that it's actually slow, it's happening slowly. I think we feel like life is happening so fast to us now because of our phones because of seven second tiktok videos and um, that once you like step off that a little bit reconnect to the celtic wheel or the celtic um the celtic cycle of the year which if anybody doesn't know that's pretty much means just like living in in tune with the seasons it's a beautiful practice um Yeah, I think I think that's what has like surprised me the most is how much that has impacted my perspective on life Um, to just really, really connect to that slower process. The seasons are changing every single day. And if you can try to notice that as it's happening, life feels like it's going a little slower.
0: Mm, That's beautiful, actually. Beautiful advice. And as well, you know, I know some people out there might be afraid of Maybe not so much afraid of autumn, but the winter. I know people get the fear. Yeah. And you mentioned about death and decay, and all of that is necessary because we need to be reborn again. So, you know, you mentioned about the trees providing nourishment. Like, can we mirror that to ourselves and try mm. to see the benefits?
1: Absolutely. And I think the more you connect to nature, the more that you actually appreciate every season for what it is. Um, I think in Ireland, we don't really get our worst winter until like February, March. So from now until like February, we actually have like a beautiful experience of like proper autumn like we get our proper seasons here and um, so yeah I've really learned to love the winter I have to say I I love all of the seasons now and I feel really grateful that we live somewhere where we can experience them all because I know lots of countries hot all year cold all year or, you know um, so yeah I think the winter allows us to appreciate the summer even more because we can see the bare branches. A really good example is when I'm working in Phoenix Park. I'm there once a month for the entire year. I've been working in the forest there for two years now. And in the winter, you can actually hear the roads all around the park really loudly um, when I'm working there. And then in the summer, you kind of can't really hear them at all. So it's I appreciate not being able to hear the traffic in the summer only because I know what it's like in the winter, if that makes sense. Um, So I think appreciating and noticing each season changing as it's happening is really important for you to get the full perspective on the cycle of nature. Mm. And we can still get the benefit from the trees in the winter, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. The trees go a little bit more dormant in the winter. But yeah, it's still a huge benefit for you to be out and about um, in the winter time. So I think it's really important for us as Irish people or people who live on Irish land to have a relationship with the rain because we get a lot of it. I think a lot of us, A, don't have proper wet gear <laughs> and B, spend a lot of our time, you know, putting up your hood, running into like the shop down the street or deciding not to go out for your walk because of the rain or you know whatever but I think it's really really important for us to actually have a good positive healthy relationship with the rain and because it gives us our beautiful incredible green country Um, and without the rain we wouldn't have that so At the weekend, I just was so overjoyed to see this group that I had out in the absolute lashings of rain, really enjoying it and like giving it a good go. And all of them loved it. Like we were sitting in the pouring rain, having our tea ceremony at the end of our forest bathing walk. And I like I couldn't I didn't have to like even end it like they weren't leaving. Like it was just amazing. So I think a bit more of that. I think, you know, the odd time go out in the rain, stick your face in it, feel the texture and the sensation on your skin of raindrops on you. And uh, yeah, you'll, you'll help that to grow a little bit.
0: Mm. Amazing. And, and for you yourself, as you love the winter, I love hearing this because I hear so many people say, Oh my God, I'm scared of the winter. Um, How do you kind of, you know, when the the evenings, you know, they do cut back to about 4pm where it starts getting dark how do you kind of settle in your routine that way? Do you just get out in nature earlier in the day and go more inward in the evenings? or?
1: So I actually love a winter sunrise because you don't have to get up that early. <laughs> um, So I would invite a little bit of that in. But I'm really lucky here, myself and one of my friends, we hike all year in the evenings. She works like a normal, normal corporate job. Um, And yeah, we get our torches on, get our wet gear on and out we go onto the trails and hike away. So I know that's not something that's accessible to everybody. So yeah, doing your bit of nature connection on your lunch break in the winter months is like a brilliant thing to do or getting up in the morning watch more sunrises at a time where it's not like five o'clock in the morning and five o'clock in the morning start is is a beautiful practice as well but yeah no I personally I go all year with um, nature and hiking and I swim like year round like you as well and I just I I need it like I know that I need that to feel good and darkness or bad weather unless it's a weather warning isn't going to stop me. And it's
0: like that natural high. If you get the fake high, then it's like not the same. You know, you're just like, eh. yeah, I So I remember like when I changed my routine, like, you know, for I suppose we all went through it, like being a teenager and stuff and going out every weekend and drinking and smoking. And da-da. And then I realized that, oh, my God, I actually love getting up on a Saturday morning and running. Yeah. And then I'd be like the high I used to get off of that mm-hmm. compared to waking up like hungover. I know I do, like try to do everything in moderation but just learning that that natural high it beats everything like
1: yeah like for me everything. yeah for me like standing on the summit of a mountain like and just like having actual space around my head I lived in the city for so long I never had a lot of like actual space around my head in the middle of the week and it was only when I started hiking with Gals Gone Wild and I'd be on the summit of a mountain I'd be like I can see into the distance. Like I can see really far. I feel like there's just so much space. And I love that feeling. As you say, like there's nothing like it. And I know standing on a summit of a mountain isn't accessible to everybody, but you will find what that is for you in nature. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be different for all of us. And I'll never forget it. Like, I was on a Gals Gone Wild hike, standing on the summit of Derry Mountain up near Glendalock. And that was the moment I was like, I, I have to do this as my job. I have to somehow make this work. And yeah, yeah. here I am.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. And you knew that inherently. I actually heard it on, um, it's like we're doing it all the time. And then we heard the research and we're like, oh, that's why. You know, that guy, Huberman, he's a neuroscientist. Yeah, yeah. So he did a podcast on stress and I was just like, oh my God, light bulb moments. I was like, that's why I do that. And that's why that but he was talking about animals like cows and groups of animals like us that are iris. So our eye obviously is our brain as well. It's the physical part of the brain, the visual. And he was saying that when you're in an open, vast space, if you've got intense cortisol and you go into open, vast space and you can see, and that's why the mountains do that for us. Mm. It actually lowers down the cortisol because when the brain is in stress mode it focuses and dilates and
1: I was like oh my god that's
0: amazing just go into a big huge field and look around (laughs) yeah exactly
1: exactly and I, I really have noticed that here I'm back as I said in the countryside now a year and Looking out my window and being able to see into the distance like that has not gotten old yet because I had years of staring out onto a wall, um. So that's I just so appreciate that. Like I can see like Shleevdaman here. It's a beautiful mountain in Tipperary. It means mountain of the women. I love it. Um, and I can see green and I can see trees and I can see autumn starting to happen. Like that's so magic to me like I think that's just so important and that's a priority for me now whereas when I lived in the city for years like that wasn't a priority it just wasn't whereas now that has all shifted a little bit and I can't see myself moving back there anytime soon (laughs)
0: that's amazing isn't it so for anyone listening who's in the corporate space there are two girls here now (laughs) who can run away to the wild (laughs) and it can be done um and your hikes in winter, like I'm definitely going to have to try. I'm actually not that far from Tipperary as well. So for anybody listening around Cork as well, sure you're probably only an hour and a bit, huh?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Like because I went to the Nair Valley, was it a, a few weeks ago, and that was only like oh, an hour's really? drive,
1: and I was like, oh, it's really so near to there.
0: Accessible, yeah. you know, it's so accessible, yeah. so near the mountain, full of heather. I was just and blueberries. I was just like, this is amazing.
1: Yeah, it's stunning here. And in Tipperary, you know, I'm really close to Waterford. So the Comeragh Mountains would technically be in Waterford. We have some of the foothills of the Cummerahs here in the town that I live near Clonmel. And uh, yeah, it's... It's incredibly beautiful and we don't really get a lot of tourists here in Tipperary. There's amazing projects happening now to like invite more of that in, which is really exciting. I live near something called the blue way. It's incredibly beautiful. It's like a kayaking, walking cycling route along a river through a couple of towns. And I just feel like I grew up here with all my teenage angst. I could never like see how beautiful it was or appreciate it. I was in Scouts as well, so I was. I was in the mountains. I was hiking. I was doing all the things, but I never really properly appreciated it. And I put up a post on my Instagram only the other day, where I posted a picture of the a street in the town of Clonmel. And you can see the foothills of the Comers in the back um, from lots of streets in the town. And I posted that and I, I just, the caption was, I never noticed you could see the mountains from Clonmel until I moved back a year ago. I, I never noticed that. Like, even when you're standing at Little in Clonmel, there's a beautiful view behind it. And I can't tell you the amount of messages I got from people who live around here who were like, oh, my God, I I never noticed that either. Like... It's just this life of like looking down, you know, and not like stopping to just appreciate what's around you. So, yeah, I can I can see how beautiful it is here now. And I love sharing that with people. Um, so ideally, I'd love to end up on like the Waterford coastline. So if anybody from Waterford coastline wants to adopt me, I'm ready. Um, because you have the cameras and the sea, then it's incredibly beautiful. But yeah, Tipperary has a lot more to offer than I was giving it credit for.
0: Wonderful. And what would you say would be your favourite hike to do in Ireland? What's the most beautiful you've seen? Or you, you
1: can do a top three if you want <laughs> <laughs> tell um, us where to
0: go tell us where well to go.
1: at the moment you'll be surprised I'm actually going to be doing it with an old friend this evening Um it's a hike to a random spot height in the foothills of the cameras it's a total beginner hike I do it maybe two three times some weeks and it is just like home for me that walk and I do it with some friends I do it on my own I did it for a full moon in the dark on my own recently there's just something about that mountain that just makes me feel totally grounded and coming back to myself and it's it's completely random like it's not a hiking route at all um but I absolutely love that and I discovered that during the last two years um in some of the lockdowns and I will I'd say I'll be doing that forever I think a lot of the hikes in Wicklow have a lot of nostalgia for me because that's where I decided to follow this path. Um, I've hiked the Wicklow Way with friends, like I've actually hiked the Wicklow Way a few times, but I did it with some friends there a year or so ago. And there's some sections of that that I'm like, this is where it began, you know, like this is where my change of career began. So Derry bon Ridge at, at Lock is really special to me for that reason. Um, and what else? I think one of the most surprising hikes that I did was Aragol Mountain in the north. That's absolutely incredibly beautiful. It kind of like surprised me at how incredible it was. But honestly, like you could take me anywhere and I'd be delighted just once I'm out in nature. So yeah, it's hard, it's hard to choose a few. I'm actually going to, I'm bringing a group to Patagonia in November. So I'm really excited to experience some um, mountain ranges uh a little bit further away um because I haven't done a huge amount of international hiking so excited to experience that too but yeah I I think Ireland is great. <laughs> oh my God, you're gonna die when you go to Patagonia. Oh my god Yeah I've never never been to South America at all so I really can't wait. Yeah it'll blow your mind. <laughs> There's one
0: part in um Chile the Torres del Piney and mm. I remember, like, you might be able to do it when you go. I remember, like, being around people there. And I was like, no, this is, no, I need to get away from the people. So I actually took my backpack and I started climbing all around the rocks. I don't even know what I allowed. And I, like, hid inside a few rocks by myself far away, big boulders. And I was eating my lunch. And I was like, I kept being like, I'm the most amazing place in the world. Yeah. (laughs) It was just surreal. The places there are surreal, like. Like, yeah,
1: that's that's actually a really good point. I think there is so much to be said for going to nature on your own as well. Like I go with groups all the time. I absolutely love it. I love sharing the work that I do with people. I love going with friends. Like this is my job, but I also do this as my like pastime as well when I'm yeah. not working. But yeah, going to nature solo is there's something special about that. It's really, really different. And I know as women... Like lots of us can feel really nervous about that. I know lots of people would have reservations about going out, hiking on their own or swimming on their, Well, you shouldn't swim on your own, but like, you know, people would, people would be nervous about that. And I think, yeah, it's, it's magic, isn't it? It's really different experience. Mm, It's like one
0: on one, one on one. For yeah, me, exactly. every, every day I get up, it's like one on one first and then I meet everybody else.
1: Yeah. Know. Yeah. I will often do that. I'll go to like if I'm running an event, I'll go half an hour early and spend half an hour in the forest my owner, I'll stay afterwards and just like lie on the forest floor and just like let it all soak in because it's it's definitely different. It's much more peaceful and um grounding or something like that because I love being out with groups it's great crack I love the community I love the crack but um yeah solo solo is important to have that bit of balance yeah
0: definitely balance um and what would be your fave wild thing
1: to eat hmm good question I love um you know frockenberries so like the little Irish blueberries that grow they're probably out of season now um I only discovered them when I did my mountain skills course years ago now to be fair blueberries, um, is it? yeah yeah um in Wicklow in Wicklow anyway around the country they're called frockenberries um there's like one Sunday in Wicklow where it's frock and pick and Sunday and everybody goes out and picks all the berries. So cute. (laughs) Um, jams. yeah so for anybody that doesn't know like they're actually blueberries they're the same as blueberries they taste the same they're just a little bit smaller um and yeah they grow they're really plentiful in Ireland um you'll so see warm. like um, all over the mountains they're delicious so I love eating those but yeah same as so like going on hikes I went and did some of the Declan's way recently and like the whole route we were all just eating um blackberries the entire the entire hike it was yeah. great like uh nature lunch is was brilliant oh uh,
0: so delicious
1: Yes, yeah, it's fab it's so funny as
0: well because like I grew like two blueberry plants and I must have gotten like maybe 15 blueberries off one and I was delighted but every blueberry was prized it was just the perf it was just so yeah. like a gem because I was like oh my god I can't believe you've fruited this year because it hadn't fruited you know
1: and mm. then when I went
0: up to that Nair Valley and I was like there's like millions of blueberries here and I was just yeah. like nom 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 I was covered in purple I was just like no there's no time for appreciating little gems now. I'm just going to eat all of them
1: yeah they're really plentiful <laughs> around here yeah it's amazing Ooh, delicious
0: yeah. like you
1: know, discovering little things like that or like um wood sorrel you know like adding that to salads it's so like citrus citrusy like it's just so exciting to explore Everything that grows in in Ireland that's like accessible to us, but, as I said, I really want to do a foraging course. I definitely have more to learn for sure,
0: yeah, I'd say we're all going down that road, and for anybody listening, how would you describe the wood sorrel
1: yeah it's it's citrus, it tastes like kind of lemony between lemony limey um you can pick it and add it to salads. It's delicious um it looks kind of like shamrocks. they actually think that it was. Uh, woods are all that saint patrick found when he came to, when he was in ireland instead of shamrocks because well, it's so plentiful and um, but you'll see it all over the forest floors and stuff it's, it's gorgeous yeah and in hedgerow and the bottom of hedgerows as well yeah it's fab
0: fab and would you like to add in anything just about your events if anybody would like to find you or anything upcoming maybe i might like to find yeah.
1: you <laughs> So I would absolutely love to have you. The name of my business is Nature Therapy Ireland. You can find me at naturetherapyireland.com. It's my website. And you can also get me on Instagram at Nature Therapy Ireland. We also have Facebook, but it's not as active as the Instagram. Um, and yeah, we run forest bathing walks, which is really accessible, slow two and a half hour walk through the woodland where you'll be invited to do lots of different invitations. And yeah, just, it's like, it's a wellness practice. It's like going to a yoga class. Um, and then I also do nature connection hikes and online events and talks and lots of other stuff uh, thrown into the mix there. So we'd love to have you at anything. I would highly recommend that you come along solo, of course bring a friend, but I think over 85% of people come to all our events solo so you'll meet new pals, you'll have the chats, Um, I always make lots of opportunity for people to mix um, at the events as well, so yeah, check out what we have going on, Um, our autumn events will be going up very soon and we would love to have you, I kind of operate mostly on the east coast kind of, so Dublin, Wicklow Waterford, Kilkenny, Tipperary Cork, that's kind of like where I'm based for the moment for the most part um yeah that's that's it thank you so much for having me today i've loved chatting all things nature-based with you
0: thank you for coming on really appreciate it um and folks if you have enjoyed this episode please give it a share or share it with somebody who might benefit um i think we all can benefit from this kind of uh knowledge and tips and patrons, thank you so much for supporting. If you are benefiting from this podcast, please support on patreon.com/slash catchcot. And I'll talk to you all very soon. Ciao. Bye.